Welcome, everybody, Not to the Yarmulke Report. Thanks for being here. I'm your host, Brett Rosenthal. Got a lot to unpack today. Um, it's Wednesday. The Armor Report stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research, as always. All right. Um, as promised, I'm going to reveal today what I consider to be the number one reason stocks go up in value. The number one reason that you make money when you invest in a stock. I'm going to share that with you today. We're going to go over it. Okay. It's something that individual investors usually ignore or don't know how to access the information. I'm going to share with you how to access it. Um, and it is literally the single most important reason you make money in an equity. Here's a newsflash. It's got nothing to do with earnings and PE ratios. Okay, so I'm going to go over that. As usual, I'm going to talk to you about our algorithms, both our risk management algorithms, looking at the top six indexes that we use to drive our um, risk management positions for all of our portfolios. And then if I have time, and this may be ambitious because we might get um, deeper into these other discussions, so I'll save it for another day. But if I've got time, I want to go over for you our day trading algorithms on the triple Qs and the SPY. These are ETF algorithms. We're just trading the S&P and the NASDAQ 100. It's an automated strategy. So just basically coming in the morning, turn it on. It runs on its own and it trades portfolios for us. And we really look at it as a cash management tool. We have a lot of cash in the portfolio. We like to use these algorithms a lot on an intraday basis. And I'll share with you how we do it and why we do it. So let's get started. Number one, as always, um, this is a live trading desk. I'm sharing with you my information that I've gathered for 30 years of doing this. Um, I do it for a couple reasons. Number one, it helps me focus my own mind so I manage my own assets correctly. And it helps you, I hope, highlight the most important aspects of managing money, whether you're managing your own capital or you're having somebody do it. I try to highlight the things that are really important, not the things they teach you in finance class at the university. This is not about PE ratios and earnings announcements and, and doing equity analysis on companies. It's about the real things that make money in a portfolio over time. It's about real things that protect capital so that you can grow your net worth over time. And these things I reveal from my own experiences from doing this for a long, long period of time. So it is a live desk. This is my information I'm sharing with you. I'm not telling you what stocks to buy or how to buy them because I don't know you. I don't know if you're conservative or aggressive or somewhere in between. So you have to make those choices on your own. But the takeaways from you are, are the same. If I'm telling you we're going risk off everywhere, you can think about that in your own portfolio. What should you do to protect yourself? If I'm telling you we're putting risk on everywhere, then you go to your own whiteboard and say, I love these six names. Maybe it's time for me to start buying. them." That's the direct way you can use the information that I'm revealing to you on these shows. All right, step one. 
All of my Armor Report subscribers, you guys can become a subscriber. Just go to our website, RosenthalCapital.com, and sign up for it. It's a free service. And what I do there is I try to share with you important things throughout the month whenever they occur. So let's just go over our risk management right now. On our website, you'll see that we are risk off everywhere. That means for conservative accounts, maybe 75% cash. For aggressive accounts, maybe just 25. It depends. That's not even fair to say, depending on how you look at conservative or aggressive. If you're a long-term buy and holder, maybe you're just carrying 25% cash. If you're an aggressive trader, you could be 100% cash. Whatever that means to you, what I'm saying is we are in a max cash position. Nothing's changed about that. So step one in this video, we go over the algorithms. Don't forget 90% of all trades on exchanges are algorithmic-based. This is why I really started this show. It started about, you know, armor, algorithmic risk management research. Not a lot of guys are doing it. A lot of guys will tell you what stocks to buy because they have great earnings and they have great potential and they have great products. And that doesn't really help in the type of market we're in today. It helps in a raging bull market, right? Just grab some ideas, throw it at the wall. You can make money almost in anything. But in the world we live in today, this is the fact. Over about 18 to 19 months, the market is down. The S&P is losing money over the last 18 months. Okay? That's a fact. Don't tell me that it was all-time new highs a month ago. That doesn't help us. The real picture of the S&P is that it's losing money over the last 18 months with wild volatility. That's why risk management is the most important aspect of managing your net worth at the moment. In a raging bull market, you know, you could be a little more aggressive. You can't be aggressive in this market because who knows? Trump could make a tweet tomorrow that ruins the market again. So we're still risk off everywhere. And we're still focusing whatever buying we're doing on dividend-paying assets. I spoke to you guys about that last week. Please go review the videos if you need to. In a world of $16 trillion worth of negative-yielding bonds, money is finding its way into blue-chip companies with fat dividends. Okay? That's a great conservative place to focus. Now let's get to the discussion of today. The number one reason stocks go up. What do you think the reason is? Don't tell me earnings. Don't tell me PE ratios. Please, please don't tell me that silliness. Because I could list for you a mile long companies that had great earnings announcements and the stocks plummet. So why is that? We're going to talk about the cannabis space in a minute because it's a prime example of this one reason. Guess what, guys? I'm not reinventing, or I should say I'm not inventing the wheel. I'm going to share with you something everybody should know. This is not a little secret only I know. It's just something most people avoid paying attention to, and here it is. Institutional investing puts stocks up. Institutional investing puts stocks up. Now, you've heard me talk about this, and I've gotten questions from subscribers. 
So I'm dedicating this show to this one simple reason and rule. If institutions are not buying the stock, the stock does not go up significantly in value over time. It can have a pop-up, and then it collapses. In order to get that nice, steady, 45-degree angle move over a long period of time that makes your 401k and retirement money go up significantly, you need institutions putting money into the equity and then defending their position every time there's weakness. Now, what's an institution, people ask me? What does that mean? An institution is like um, huge mutual funds that are managing billions of dollars. It's um, Harvard Endowment managing billions of dollars. It's CalPERS, billions of dollars, right? You guys understand what I'm saying? It's not me and it's not you going and buying a stock. It's not me and all my individual investors I run money for. It's not you and all your friends. That's not what puts a stock up over a long period of time. Let's go over the mechanics of this. An institution might have a million shares of XYZ stock to buy. You and I might just have 10,000 shares to buy. And we could probably buy those 10,000 shares in an afternoon and not really move the price. But an institution might have 10 million shares that they want to own of a particular company they like. Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, whatever. They can't put that 10 million shares to work in one day, right? So they have to buy it over time. So an institution makes an investment decision. They say, we want to own this stock. We want it to be X percent of our portfolio, and we're going to now buy it over time. Do you think institutions are out there chasing stocks? Do you think they run out there and bid stocks up? Do you think those are the guys who are buying as the market's exploding higher on a given day? No, guys, no. That's algos, day traders, and unfortunately, individual investors who don't understand how the market works. What institutions do is they use what's called volume-weighted average price and many derivatives thereof. They buy on a volume-weighted average price. They use moving averages over time, 50 and 200-day moving averages. And they accumulate on weakness, which is something I'm constantly trying to tell you guys to do. You buy weakness, you sell into strength. Behave like an institution, I say. Now, this may not be new information to you. You might say, hey, I already know that. Okay, but are you paying attention to that? That's my question for you. Are you paying attention to the stock that you're buying and whether or not institutions are sponsoring the asset. Okay. I'm going to share with you the number one Bible of investing. In my opinion, it's a, it's a religion that I've followed since I've been in this business over 30 years. I suggest you read this book. You see that? It's called How to Make Money in Stocks by William O'Neill. 
Okay, now, full disclosure, I have no relationship to William O'Neill. I don't get paid by William O'Neill. I pay them. I've just been using this Bible for over 30 years, probably 40 years, literally as long as I've ever been investing. Okay? I don't get paid by these guys. I'm just sharing with you something from my playbook that's helped me make money over decades. This book right here. This is it. Now, let's open it up. Okay, you see that? It's rule number six right there. Institutional sponsorship of assets. You need it. So I'm, I'm not telling you a secret that I've come up with. See, this has been around for decades. Just few people talk about it and even fewer people understand how to use the information to build positions. But you need to focus on it, guys. You need to focus on acting like an institution, which is to buy weakness over time and build your position. But you also have to invest in companies that institutions are buying if you're looking for long-term gains. Now, let's unfortunately talk about the cannabis space. You know this is my favorite investment theme. You know that since May, late May, we have been almost 100% out of that space with the exception of really one idea. You all want to tell me what that idea is? Go ahead. That's right. Charlotte's Web. Let me explain why. I've said this before. I'm going to address it again today because it's so perfect for this conversation. I talked about this last week. I shared with you that Charlotte's Web was the literally the best performing cannabis company in the market. And I said to you, it's probably coming down because that stock all by itself can't, can't stay up. The whole group's imploding. And, of course, it's coming down this week, so that's fine. It's coming right down to support, into support, and I'm looking to buy more. I have a tiny position on there. I mean, really, it's like a half of a percent of the whole portfolio. It's nothing. It's just a core holding. And I look to add to it on weakness, and then I kick, kick some out on strength. But it's the only cannabis stock I'm willing to hold at all. The rest are gone. And you know this about me. You know I love the cannabis space. You know I think this is a multi-generational opportunity to make money. I think three to five to ten years, we're going to make a lot of money in the space. But I've said from day one of my discussions with you about cannabis that at the beginning of an investing super cycle, these stocks can drop 50% for any reason. And now they've dropped more than 50%. For a whole host of negative reasons. But this too shall pass. And there's going to be unreal investing opportunities in this space. And I'll let you know, anybody who's a subscriber to the Armor Report will get an email from me when we start adding these stocks back to our portfolio. Just go to our website, Rosenthal Capital, sign up. But let's go back to the institutional sponsorship rule. And why Charlotte's Web is performing better than every other stock. Let's put it this way. Better than every other stock 
in the U.S. Let's just focus on U.S. for a minute. The Canadian stocks, we can address at a different time. But what I want to do is discuss institutional ownership of equities and how that's what puts a bid in stocks over time and why the stocks that have institutional sponsorship outperform their peers. So why is Charlotte's Web outperforming every other U.S. cannabis play? And the answer is simple. I've tried to discuss it with you before, but perhaps we haven't discussed it enough, and that's why I'm doing this video for you. There is literally 0% institutional ownership in any U.S. cannabis play that has to do with marijuana, okay? It's considered a federally illegal drug. Therefore, institutions cannot invest in the space. So if you're asking yourself, why is this group getting destroyed? Simple answer. Forget about all the other noise out there. There's one simple answer. There's zero institutional sponsorship. This means that the stocks are owned by retail investors who are getting blown out and have no capital behind them to support their investment. Okay, so an institution will put in a million shares. Maybe they have five million to buy. They put a million, the stocks get wrecked. They go buy another million, support it. Okay, there's no support in this space. You have guys that jumped onto the excitement in the bubble of cannabis that did not use stop losses, that have huge losses in their portfolio now, and no more cash to protect themselves and add to positions. So the stocks have no bid. There will have to be something that changes other than great earnings that drives the space, that, that, that drives institutions into the space. I've always said the safest time to invest in cannabis is after marijuana is rescheduled, right? It's Schedule S1 right now, which means it's a totally illegal drug, and anybody doing business in the space is violating federal law, okay? So CalPERS and guys like endowment funds and major mutual funds and institutions, they just can't buy these stocks. They have no support. Now, why does Charlotte's Web outperform everybody? It's not just because Let's say their earnings are better than most. They're not. I mean, let's take a look at how Charlotte's Web is doing versus Trulieve, my other favorite U.S. cannabis company, right? Trulieve is the MSO in Florida. And the numbers that they're knocking down are unreal. Under any other circumstances, this stock would be up multiples from here based on earnings and expected revenue growth and earnings growth. And yet the stock's getting killed. And then there's Charlotte's Web. It's doing well. It's doing well, but it's not, it's not anything like what's going on at Trulief. But it's a nice, steady grower with decent margins and wonderful management team. Why is that stock outperforming? Because if you look at it apples to apples against some of these other U.S. marijuana plays, you can't just say, well, the earnings are so much better or, or the potential growth in the future is so much greater. You can't really say that. But what you can say is that Charlotte's Web has institutional sponsorship. And you all who know me 
will recognize this conversation. I've said to you in the past that Charlotte's Web will be the best investment at the beginning of the super cycle because it's hemp only. They're not violating federal rules, and institutions can go buy the stock. Oh, by the way, it trades on the Toronto Stock Exchange, which is a major stock exchange. It's not some small, obscure exchange. So institutions can buy the stock. And we can see that institutions are buying the stock, the Black Rocks of the world, guys like that. And they support the stock. Institutional sponsorship is key. It doesn't mean it stocks, stop, stops a stock from going down, right? I mean, the whole group's getting killed. Charlotte's Web comes down. But over time, you'll see, you'll see Charlotte's Web stock outperform its peers, assuming that its business continues to grow, right? As long as there's decent growth and expectations are being met and guidance is solid. So that's like apples to apples compared to its peers. Everything's you know, going well. That stock will outperform because institutions are accumulating. It's a way for institutions to get into the cannabis space without violating any federal law. Now, the time to really own these other, Canadian, uh, these other cannabis plays is when we get descheduled from S1, right? Anything that deschedules cannabis from S1 and puts it on any other schedule will be the beginning of a massive move higher in these stocks. Why? Because institutions will begin putting money in the space, and it won't all happen day one. So don't worry about it. You're not going to miss it, okay? Even if we're buying the day that news breaks, cannabis is now Schedule S3. Even if you buy that day, stocks will be up 50% that day. Don't worry. They'll be on, the way, they'll be on their way to being up 500 to 1,000% over the next three, five years. Why? Because once that announcement happens, all the institutions that have been waiting to invest in the space but can't because of the federal issues will begin finishing their homework and start buying the stocks over the next X amount of months. So to wrap up this discussion, what you need to do is focus on institutional sponsorship of any of your investments. Now, here's a really great way to do it. I'm going to share with you this picture. Okay, That right there is the Investor's Business Daily website. Again, I don't get paid for this. I'm just sharing with you what I do every day. This is a resource I use every single day. The leaderboard, the swing trader, the market smith, I don't pay for those. You can, though. That's a great way to get you help, to help you out. I don't pay for it. I pay for the basic service. You can dive in there, look up any stock, and figure out what institutions are buying the stock and whether or not there's institutional sponsorship and whether that sponsorship is going up or down. All of that information is on that website in a very easy-to-understand way. Okay? So now, let's just move on real quick. I got about four minutes I don't know if I could do it in four minutes. Maybe we'll make it expand uh, uh, to, to other videos in the next couple of weeks. But you know that we're all about algorithmic trading here. We use it to help drive our risk management, and we use it on a day trading level. So I've had some subscribers ask me about some of the charts that I'm posting on StockTwits and Twitter that are 
equity curves and day trading charts. So I'm going to share with you what I've been posting. Okay. That right there. All right, guys, that right there is a chart of yesterday's NASDAQ 100. It's a three-minute chart. Okay, so every bar is three minutes. At the bottom of that chart, you'll see carrots that show up. What I call carrots. They're little arrows that show you where our algorithm literally bought the NASDAQ 100 yesterday, which you can see is right at the low of the market. And then you can see where each little arrow is, is where we're booking profits. That dotted black line is called the VWAP, Volume Weighted Average Price. Now, we use our own proprietary VWAPs. In fact, everything on this chart is proprietary. And we incorporate basically volatility on a top day and a multi-day um, um, statistics into our VWAPs to give us a more uh, accurate reading of where institutions are really buying and selling the market. Okay? So this is a strategy I use in my own personal portfolio. I'm literally, in the morning, I come in, I turn on the, uh, uh, the, the algorithm, I let it run all day. I was out of the office all day yesterday, I made money because this algorithm runs by itself. Okay? And all we're doing is trading the NASDAQ 100 in this particular example. I have a different algorithm where I trade the S&P, and I'll show you that the next time we have a, a trade. We don't trade every day. We wait, we wait for specific opportunities where we're buying weaknesses. You can see in this chart over here, on my fingers right there, right? <laughs> As you can see in this chart over here, all the way to the top of the chart is where the market opened. And then the market obviously cratered all day yesterday. So we're looking, our algorithm starts looking for weakness that we want to buy. Now there's a lot of weakness yesterday and we're not buying it, but we come in and buy literally right off the low because of, you know, over 9,000 lines of code that we've written, right? Okay. Now take a look here. I've shared with you, um, I think, wait a minute, this chart right here. Um, here's our um, statistics of the performance of this particular strategy. You'll see all the trades up there. This is a six-year track record based on investing just $100,000. So you put $100,000 to work. Six years later, you have $105,000 plus dollars in gains the profit factor of 2.14, right? Profit factor of anything over one means it's a profitable strategy. Anything over two means we're making twice as much money as we're losing, okay? And then there's other statistics there. You can see how many times we traded in the six years, right? Total number of trades, 4,100 trades. It's a lot of activity over a six-year period, or maybe not really. We don't trade every day. Okay, you can see percentage successful, 77.17%. So better than three quarters of the time, we're booking a profit on trades we put on. Now we use this strategy as a cash management strategy. Okay. So we use it as cash management. Okay. Um, but we can also, obviously, depending on the amount of capital you use and the margin you're willing to put on, it, it could be a strategy that, you know, really um, 
Uh, it would be considered a growth strategy if you want. So I can talk more about that in other videos where our time is up today. And if you have any questions about this strategy, just, you know, um, send me a message and, and let me know what you'd like for me to explain and talk about, and we can get more into detail about it. I hope this has been helpful today. Thank you for being here with me. If you've liked this, certainly give me the, uh, the like button. I would appreciate it. Helps me out with the algos and YouTube. Um, comment, you know, subscribe. And I will be here again at 1130 on Friday for our week.